Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Give Space Podcast. I am your host, Isabella, and I'm so excited to get started with everything that we have to talk about today. I want to start today by reading you something that I wrote when I was thinking about starting this podcast, and I was trying to figure out what to call it. My friend, Kalev, who I'm actually going to have on the podcast next week, they told me that I should call this podcast fuck you, pay me. Because I really wanted this to be a space where I could talk about capitalism and talk about what it's like navigating capitalism as an artist, especially for someone who is very new in getting into freelance and getting into supporting myself without being a restaurant worker or working for like a larger institution. Not that that has shame around it, but I'm just trying to step out of that space because it's a place I've been in a while for a while. So all of those thoughts kind of came together, came to a head, and I wrote this. And I just want to share it with you, and then I want to talk a little bit more about what all of these thoughts mean. Okay, sit back, enjoy. I hope you're on a walk or sipping some tea, and listen to these words. Hello. I should start out by telling you my name, Isabella. When I first started that sentence, I wanted to tell you who I am, meaning what I do. But I've been pretty confused by that notion this year. Who I am and how that connects to what I do and how I make money. And how those two entities are so disconnected and yet so intertwined. Who am I? Meaning, am I a daughter, a sister, a friend? Or rather, who am I and how does that identity serve capitalism? How does that person I become for eight minutes or eight hours a day pay the bills? If we are speaking in those terms, I am a social media manager. I am a waitress, a restaurant manager, a retail sales associate, etc. I am all of those titles and none of them, not at once, but all still happening. When I was studying to get my BA, I was so excited to say, hi, I'm Isabella. I study creative writing. I had so much pride in my ability to step into the world and claim a creative life that I was a young woman defying what so many of the people I went to high school expected of me, that I was a poet, that I had a publishing deal lined up the year before graduating, that over 10,000 people bought my book that I self-published, that I was riding this inexplicable high and could never hit the ground as long as I was pursuing my dreams. And then I graduated and life said, Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want to start by saying, hi, I'm Isabella, and I have so many fucking questions. I'll say what I have because that seems easier right now. Easier than saying what I am or who I even want to be. Because even if I did tell you, it's not like being something solidifies it in anything other than the moment that I say it in. I mean, yes, There are humans who work towards dedicating every single waking moment to being the absolute best at what they do. They are masters, but they are also gardeners, runners, children, cat owners, dishwashers. They are whatever the moment asks of them in their day. And that is what I'm talking about. I get so caught up in being this singular entity, this writer, that I forget that life holds so many other identities for me. We have to be so many R's in order to survive. I want to take today to talk about an idea that has been bouncing around in my head for the past year. If you're an artist, you've probably thought about this, working a minimum wage job or an entry-level job, 
or even working a job that pays well but doesn't necessarily fulfill your soul. Or maybe you have a job, your dream job, but you struggle with finding a balance with pursuing your passions and hobbies once you end your Zoom call and finish your day. How can we play the system but not let the system play us? How can we choose art and ourselves and create with every piece of vulnerability inside of us but not get sucked into the validation we get or don't? How can we make money and live without feeling empty? I believe finding a balance is possible even though capitalism is a literal succubus and destroys the planet and breeds billionaires that don't put enough money back into the system, aka fucking Jeff Bezos. But that's besides the point. But maybe not. Kind of is the point. You get what I'm saying. I'm not sure if finding the balance is possible. I'm hopeful it is. Maybe some of you have found it, and that's why I'm starting this podcast so we can connect over this subject. But I just want to put these thoughts out there and say that I am so much more than this title because I know that there are other people who are wondering the same thing. Is this life as an artist attainable in the system we exist in? If so, do we have to have jobs within the system that make the system better? Do we have to have jobs that just rely on our art? But then how does our art not become this cyclical validation cycle that I believe I'm stuck in right now? That's my little piece and let's get into this. Okay, so I know that that piece touched on a lot and it touched on kind of like macro concepts of identity that we don't necessarily have to get into, but maybe some of you are interested and I'm always there because identity really, really interests me. But I want to start off first by talking to you about my relationship with writing and imposter syndrome and the space I'm currently occupying as an artist. I published my second book this year and I talked a little bit about this in the trailer, but I wanted to use this first episode as a kind of like journal entry, so to speak, a place where you can just really know where I'm at and I can just be very transparent with you. So I published that book and I am not kidding you. I have never felt more empty than the two weeks after publishing that book. Um, It was the most hollow, sad. I felt like I had postpartum and I know that's really dramatic. I'm not going to tell you that I'm a mom and that I carried a baby for nine months, like an actual fetus, but I just felt like I had no purpose. And because my book being published right in the heart of COVID, it wasn't something that was necessarily even being talked about. And I know that you might be thinking like, well, Isabella, why the fuck would people be talking about it? But, you know, as an author putting a book out, I really had this huge expectation that my debut poetry collection would be something that (laughs) would be excitable. You know, I thought that my friends and my family and, you know, people were going to be like, fuck yeah, let's read this. Let's post about this. Let's get it. And I'm not saying that people weren't supportive. Like, please, I, I know the people who supported this might be listening and be like, Isabel, what the hell? I supported you and I see you. I know you know I love you and I thank you so much. But 
when I was writing this book, I had this huge expectation that I was going to put this thing out there and it was going to explode because my first book did. And that's not what happened. And it's okay. And I'm, I accept that. And I put so much love towards that part of my journey because I wouldn't be here right now had that not happened. I really don't think. But I want to talk about what that feeling represents as, as an artist because it, it was very eye-opening for me to think about what it means to put a project out there and not receive the same level of validation and excitement that I had expected. I really, I, I mean, I have so many, so many thoughts surrounding this, but it really pointed out to me how much as an artist and a writer, how much I crave the connection, the part of the poem that happens when you read it out loud and the cadence affects people in this specific way. Like, I I think part of the reason why I felt so hollow was that I wanted so bad to have the ability to read my poems out loud to live audiences. I, I wanted this experience, you know, of like, I wrote this and I wrote it to be heard. And being on a flat page, especially during a year where we need things to be, at least for me, I need things to be a little bit more physical this year. Like looking at a page during like the height of I mean, we're still in the height of the pandemic, but like when it first started happening, like looking at a page to me trying to read was so confusing. Like I was like, how do I read? How do I hold space for these beautiful, intricate thoughts? Like I couldn't even read my own poetry when I was going through or write my own poetry when I was going through that experience to promote it because of how difficult it was for me to hold that type of space. So I had so many fears put out into the world the minute I saw, or maybe fears brought brought out of my unconscious, the moment that the book didn't receive, or the book didn't have as much hype surrounding it, given the circumstances that we were living through. Um, and I started truly doubting myself as a writer. And these thoughts still arrive in my ma- mind. And I I was so afraid that I wasn't a writer anymore and that I would never write again and that people didn't care about what I had to say. And I had so many serious, serious thoughts around like feelings of imposter syndrome come up. And I want to just say to that self right now that it's okay to feel those things, but It's not okay to allow them to stop you creating indefinitely. I think related to that feeling of not having my writing received in the exact way that I thought it would be has deeply affected my ability to write. And that thought right there connects to the piece that I shared with you at the beginning because if my book wasn't received in this quote-unquote capitalistic way of receiving a book, i.e. you purchase the book for me, you share the book on social media, or you even come to an event that I host and you pay for my book there, 
so on and so forth. Or maybe it's not as capitalistic and you just come to listen. Still, though, that is an interchange of goods. If my book isn't received in this way that capitalism teaches me that it must be received, then I am questioning myself as an artist. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, these things are not interconnected, but they so are. And what bothers me is that now, because I've doubted myself so much as an artist and doubted myself so much as a poet and my ability to sell books and dot, 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 so on and so forth, because I've had so much doubt surrounding that, I'm now not allowing myself and giving myself the space to create. I'm not giving myself the time of day to explore and approach my journal with love and gratitude. I'm, I'm, it's literally not happening. And that just makes me feel so sad for that part of my identity right now. Partly it is because of this system that teaches us that if we don't sell our products, they aren't worthy. And Instagram is connected to this. Like, because my book hasn't been shared as many times and I haven't been tagged in as many stories and post tagged in as many feed posts, I am questioning myself as an artist. And do you hear, like, saying that out loud, I want to slap myself. But it's true. So, yeah, I just want to share these things because they've been stuck like glue to my eyelashes and it's echoing through my ear canals and I literally can't handle it anymore. I know that I'm here to use my words because I can't not. And it just seems so silly to me that I have completely halted my growth as an artist and maybe this is a different type of growth that I need to embrace. But it just it just seems sad that I would allow this capitalistic exchange of goods to stop me from believing in myself because I have believed in myself at the lowest points. At the lowest points, I believed in myself and I've chosen that. And this year has pushed me to such a place that I've stopped. And I don't know if any of you relate to that, but we have to believe in ourselves. We have to. We have to believe that we have the power to create. And with that power to create, we have the ability to not constantly crave this idyllic version of success. Because what the fuck even is success? Like, what does success mean? Does success mean that you're writing every single day and you're passionate about it and that you feel so at flow and ease when you're writing? Or does success mean that you can pay your bills with what you're writing? Or does success mean both? Maybe it's not binary. Maybe it's it's more all-encompassing. I welcome that. But I just think that we need to, or I need to, <laughs> I love to, to clump us all together. I need to be okay with with being in this part of the the journey and not questioning if I'm a writer or not and not questioning my path. I think another negative thought that I've had a lot is why did I choose creative writing? I remember specifically I was at this gallery opening with my mom and my best friend Sarah 
And we walked up to this dude. I'm not going to name who he is because who the hell knows? He could listen. But we walked up to him and he asked me, what do you do? And I said, I'm studying creative writing. And he said, well, how do you expect to make any money doing that? And Sarah, because she's a badass, super stuck up for me and was like, well, how do you think? Maybe she'll get a master's or she'll write books or she'll do this and do that and do that. And I was like, but yeah, I, I hear those voices in my, I hear that echoing in my skull and I doubt myself so much. And I want to be able to have doubt, but not let doubt have me. I don't want to be consumed by this feeling that I made the wrong choice. And I know that's part of this path. I know that transforming into the artist that you've always wanted to be comes with struggle. But I don't want this struggle to like own my process and and sit in the middle of my desk and say, no, you can't write until you're making money or no, you can't write because your last book did so shit. My negative self tells me that. So those are my thoughts on imposter syndrome and maybe you relate. Another part of imposter syndrome that I think can be touched on is financial independence. And a little disclaimer that I want to mention before I get into this subject matter is finances are very specific. And I don't want you to think that any ideologies that I have, I am putting onto you. Um, These are just the realizations that I've come to this year and I just want to share them. So here they go. Something that I realized this year that has been weighing down on my ability to step into my higher self, myself as this like actualized artist and push through the doubt and the fear is shame. Shame that I am not an adult (laughs) and capable of being financially independent because of the choices I've made, because I've chosen to study creative writing I'm never going to make money because I've, you know, lived with my parents for a certain amount of time. I'm not going to be able to, you know, afford my own place. And I'm, you know, kind of nervous to share with an online community that I do still live with my parents. Um, Actually had to move home from my apartment in the city and move back in with my parents this year. And even though I know that (laughs) we're in a pandemic, I have so much internal shame that those are my circumstances. And I also just want to say that I realize that I have so much privilege for having that ability, for having parents who will support me. I mean, they don't like necessarily pay all my bills, but they do feed me and they do put a house over my head and pay the water bill, which in my case, super grateful for. Um, But I just want to also make that very transparent because finances and choosing an artist are two things that I think should be discussed at the same time. I sometimes look at some artists that I follow on Instagram and I'm like, holy heck, like not not judgment. Maybe there is judgment. I'm going to own it. Like I'm like, how do you afford that beautiful apartment? Like how do you do what you do and also, you know, maintain financial independence. And I just wish more people were talking about that. I wish that it was kind of something that was like, hey, I'm an artist or hey, I'm a graphic designer. Hey, I'm a writer, so on and so forth. And this is how I pay my bills. <laughs> so how do we pay pay for our life, maintain financial independence, and also choose unconventional paths at the same time? 
And how do we not allow our, you know, preconceived notions of ourselves, our our shame and our doubt when it comes to finances, not cloud our creative? For example, being on unemployment, it, I've never been on an unemployment before. It, It kind of like took away my, not that I'm, again, not super grateful for being there, but it kind of like took away my ability to empower myself, getting money and a specific amount of money with that like didn't necessarily cover my rent and like the ability to eat and gas i felt like so disempowered by that that system that was in place and i felt like i was never going to be able to make my dreams come true i was never going to be able to amount to a certain type of life that i want for myself and it brought up this really weird feeling like what am I doing? <laughs> like, how am I supposed to be a poet and, you know, pay seven fifty for month for rent every month? Um, and I just think that it's very interesting that the second that we have financial doubt, we also have doubt in the paths we've chosen. And you know, sometimes those things aren't necessarily related. Maybe they are, but in this case like instance of this year, we're just living through such insane times. And I I believe that I am an artist. And even though I am an artist, I don't have to make the money to necessarily say that I am. Does that make sense? Like if I'm not selling 200 books a month, I'm still a writer. I'm still that same person I was before I published. It's just that the circumstances are bringing out different thoughts that I have about myself and about my ability to navigate this world. So kind of my thesis statement that I'm trying to say about finances is that I think society tells us a lot of misconstrued messages when you choose, you know, a path that fulfills you, that you can't make money doing what you want to do. That if you choose your dream, you're sacrificing money. Or if you want to be a poet, then expect to be the most unpaid artist because that is literally what professors told me at USC. And I am here to say that that is not true. We can believe that we will fund our lives and that we can choose these paths and make money. Not that making money is the goal, but I think that because we are navigating this world, I think that it's totally possible to shift our perspective and put a big middle finger up to all of the people that want to tell us that choosing our own path comes at a price. And I'm tired. I'm tired of that narrative. I'm tired of being so like laughed at by my inner self for believing that I can go after what makes me feel passionate and also fund my life. I want to wrap this up. I say that like I'll be able to wrap this up concisely. I'm a very wordy person. Don't know if you've noticed that or not, but I want to wrap this up by just saying that if you're a writer, if you are a painter, if you're an entrepreneur, if you are whatever you are, I want you to know that I am putting my thoughts on here because I want to be able to confront the fear. I want to be able to not allow doubt to exist in my body consistently. 
like I understand that doubt and fear are part of our existence. You know, it's what helps us survive. But I don't want that to just like rule over my head at all times. So if you are a writer and you don't have these fears that I've expressed or you have different fears, then I want I don't want what I've expressed to hold you back. Like I've all, you know, it's weird. I've always been so scared to tell people anything other than the positive thing that they should hear. I, I think it's part of like because I've always been a writer that's or at least like the writer I grew up being was this like positive able to you know hype you up writer so I I really have always been afraid to talk about the dark side I feel like what the only thing people want to hear is like me encouraging them and I still want to encourage you and back you and tell you that you can absolutely write that manuscript and get your work published or self-published or start that company or paint on that canvas or write that song I want to back you because I do but I can't authentically tell you to do those things and not also express my own doubt and fear at the same time. Like it's, it's invalid. It's cruel to myself. That's a better word than invalid. It's cruel to myself to not allow my fears, the ability to have their own home and to, to be heard because I can't just say these things to my therapist anymore. <laughs> like, I I really need to be able to share these things with a creative community. And so I just really hope that you listen to this podcast and you know that I still, in my heart of hearts, feel positive. And I know that I'm going to, you know, keep writing. And I'm excited for the day that, like, my poetry returns to my hands. I'm going to keep trying. But it's not where I'm at right now. And I just want to be honest with you and tell you those things because I'm not this like poet sitting at my desk, you know, smoking a cute thin cigarette, sipping wine and like always going after it. That's just not realistic. So thank you so much for giving me that space and listening. It's such an incredible feeling to be able to express yourself and know that You're not perfect, but (laughs) you at least have a tiny microscopic piece of earth to say what you need to say. And if you enjoyed this podcast, which I hope you did, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Leave me a review if you feel so inclined and stay tuned because we have a lot of really cool stuff in store. Thank you so much and I hope you have a beautiful day.